Welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast founder right here at Bubble Down Games, where we play some excellent tracks and talk about our experiences with each game. I'm Brian, joined as always by Mr. Freeze himself. It's Frank. Baby, it's cold outside. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> That's not allowed to be done anymore. Oh, yeah. It's 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 2018. Very, that very, song is very, illegal. Very, very problematic. Okay. That song is um, illegal now in 2018. I'm Mr. White. <laughs> I'm Mr. Snow. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Uh, you know, that's was that who was that? Dean Martin. Was that was uh, that him that did that one? A thousand versions of it. Yeah. Well, I know, but I'm trying to think of like the actual original. I can't remember if that was Dean Martin or if it was like I don't know. Who else would it have been? Probably Dean Martin. Perry Como, Andy Williams. It's, it's the season. The only the only one I know it's not is Bing Crosby, but I think he does have a version of it. Just it wasn't the original. Yeah, because uh, I actually am quite a big fan of Bing Crosby. Uh, before we forget, though, BG Mania and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of this podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us. Just like if you would go over to iTunes and drop us a rating and a review. That would also mean the absolute world to us. Because, as you know, and if you don't know, as you, I'm sure you've heard me talk about over the past several weeks, the way the algorithm works on iTunes, the more ratings and reviews you have, the higher the chance that you will show up in someone's search results. So the more ratings we get and the more reviews we have on our show, BG Mania, and if you're feeling extra generous, Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday, the greater the chance people will be able to find us. So if you could take two minutes, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We'd honestly really, truly appreciate that. If you want to hear more of Frank singing, leave that as a comment below. I, we can definitely convince Brian to give me some more airtime to belt out a tune. Yeah, we will... Uh... We will somehow figure that out. <laughs> or, take it, or take it under investment. <laughs> and then do keep in mind, we are just about less than one month, one month away. Man, I stumbled through that one. One month away from switching podcast hosts. Uh, we will be going to a dedicated podcast host for our audio files that will enable us to better serve you and better serve us at the same time by seeing detailed statistics. So that will be uh, episode, I don't know the episode number. I guess I could look forward. Yes, I can absolutely do that. It's episode number 79, uh, January 9th, 2019. That will be the first episode that is on the new host. If for whatever reason there is an issue, I will put up a quick audio file on this portion here saying, hey, you know, the transfer didn't go as smooth as I wanted it to. Make sure you go subscribe to the new feed. If you hear that and you don't hear episode 79, then make sure you do that. Please. I don't want to lose you. You're more important to me than Frank is. Don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep. No, I'm not going to do that one because I really can't hit the Stephen Tyler notes. Because I'd miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. You can just do it that way, too. Uh... I was hoping when we recorded this level, it would be cold outside and kind of snowy, but it's not. It's actually kind of it nice is. outside. It's actually 32 degrees out right now for me, so it is a little nippy, but it's it's a little chilly. It was actually it was actually kind of nice er in the afternoon hours here today. Uh, right now, it's a brisk 21 degrees outside, so it's cold, but there's no snow in sight. We do have a little bit of snow on the ground, but it hasn't snowed in about four days. Fun fact, I hate the snow. Fun fact, I love the snow. This that's one, that's one thing we, we, Brian and I do not agree on. And we disagree on quite a few things, but yeah. this is one, yeah. I'm fire, he is ice. That is yeah. through and through. I am definitely the, uh, was it? You, well, he, you'd be the heat miser. He, he, he is the Night King. I am 
to well, be a Targaryen. Well, you would be the Heat Miser, and then was he... Everything that... Yes, the Heat Miser and the... But it's it's, it's not the Ice Miser. No. What the, the hell is Miser. Or is it? We could just call him Jack Frost. I don't know. That's a... That's yeah, a we, could, we could just call him that. But yeah, I, I think I'd prefer to be Jack Frost. I'm Mr. Heat Blister. I'm Mr. <laughs> 101. Oh, yeah, I can, see, I can do the whole Rankin-Bass catalog if you really oh, want. But, uh... I love those cartoons, man. I really, really do. <laughs> Yeah, we have a fun episode this week. We're going to be doing 16 tracks dedicated to snowy levels. And typically when we have a theme like this, I will give you a fair warning. It is slightly Nintendo heavy. Uh, Nintendo, just like with That's the fire and lava thing, levels. Yeah. yeah, they typically do a lot of things with uh, with themes and season, seasons. Season, season and, season and, yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah, Nintendo really does do that. So we have quite a bit of stuff here that is from the catalog of Nintendo, but that's okay because all the music is excellent, including that first track you heard, which was my first pick of the week. That came from Super Mario Galaxy 2, and that was White Snow, which was the Freezy Flake Galaxy. This released on the Nintendo Wii May 23rd, 2010 here in North America. Japan would see it several days later, May 27th, 2010. And that particular track, there were three composers on this soundtrack, including uh, Ryo Nagamatsu and Koji Kondo, two names that are synonymous with Mario. But that one right there was actually done by Mahito Yokoda. And I really, really, really like his work. Now, he doesn't do a lot of compositions anymore. He was the sound management for Mario Odyssey, and uh, he did the main theme music for the recently released Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But uh, more re just re like he was support sound support on ARMS, sound support on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, supervisor on Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. The last composition that he actually did was uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker in 2014. Okay. And then before that, it was uh, New Super Luigi U in 2013. So he did a lot of stuff on the Wii, including the new Mario games. He did the soundtrack for Skyward Sword, which was actually a decent soundtrack we listened to several, several months ago. And then uh, his first ever game was Donkey Kong Jungle Beat back in 2004. I wonder if every composer we say today will have a, uh, a credit on the uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. We will definitely check and look into that. I'll, 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 I'll pay attention to that as we go along. Yeah, we're going to look into that as we go along, because it is a running joke between us that uh, now now granted, we have found several composers that do not have credits in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But typically anyone that actually works at Nintendo is going to have some type of credit. So we're going to look into that as we go along. Uh, what do you got for us first? All right. Uh, my first track is not from Nintendo. All right. I figure if we're doing if we're doing Mario, we might as well finish. We might as well follow him up with. Sonic. From Sonic Lost World, this is Snowball Waltz.
that was Snowball Waltz from Sonic Lost World. Uh, the game came back October. No, it came back. It came out October 2013. Came back from where? <laughs> came back from the land of crappy Sonic games because this is one of them. Yeah, sure. It sure is. Yeah, these 3D Sonics really haven't been good in my opinion. It's probably plenty of many since Adventure Battle 2. Um, Forces was okay, but it wasn't amazing by any means. Like, it was better than the more recent ones we got, but that was pretty much it. Um, but this was composed by uh, Tomoya Otani, um, who's been doing everything with Sega since 99. Uh, credits on all 3D Sonics. Okay. And, 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 credit on the Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, soundtrack. <laughs> uh, bomb, Bomb Rush, one of the, one of the tracks on Splatoon. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I finally did unlock the Inkling, so I was happy about that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really wanted to start playing as them because uh, I've heard they're a lot of fun to play as, and they are. So I really do enjoy playing as the Inklings now. Uh, this was a good track, though. I liked this a lot. I felt like this would have fit in a Mario game. I think it would have. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it would have. Uh, now, I've never played Sonic Lost World, and I know I'm not missing much by saying that. Like, it wasn't that a great of a game. I can definitely paint like a mental picture of, of what this level would look like. So that's pretty cool. It's, it's really great. I mean, like, as much as I crap on these games, they do look good. Yeah. And they sound good. And they, and they do sound good. Yeah, they, they, they definitely get the top notch composers out there. So, yeah, they definitely, definitely we can, sound we can thank good. Thank them for that. Absolutely. Uh, I was going to make a joke earlier, but I forgot to. But I'll make the joke now, because when you submitted your list to me for snowy levels several weeks ago, I compared it to my list, as I always do, to make sure we don't uh, cross over on anything. And if, if we cross over, I usually just pick something different and let you keep whatever we cross over on. But it was funny to me because there were several franchises we crossed over on, but not individual tracks and not the same games. So you picked from a Sonic game and I picked from a Sonic game. You picked from another game coming up and then I picked from one. And uh, okay. I, I happen to know you picked from a Mario game. It's not a mainline Mario game. So like we we actually crossed over quite a bit on franchises. And I thought that was kind of funny how uh, how similar our mindsets were when we went in and started picking these tracks out. Uh, but as I always do, I put mine in a predetermined order before we get started. So we are going back to back here. Uh, I am going to go to Sonic Adventure DX, the DX version of Sonic Adventure, not Degeneration X, but just DX Deluxe, the Deluxe version of Sonic Adventure. If you're Adventure. not down with that, I got two words for it. It's actually mm -hmm. only one word. The track is only one word. Oh, and that track? is Ice Cap.
that was Ice Cap, which is one word on the soundtrack, otherwise known as the Snowy Mountain from Sonic Adventure DX. But we're just going to talk about actual Sonic Adventure. But the track I pulled was from the DX version. Uh, that was composed by June Sonoy, who has been working on the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise since 1994's Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. He has been featured in, I want to say, every Sonic game that is released since then, but I'm not 100% sure if I am correct in saying that, because as I scroll through, I don't see Sonic Lost Worlds listed on his catalog of stuff he's done. So uh, I don't think he's done every Sonic game since then, but he's done a good chunk of at least the mainline games and ones that were bigger and released on home consoles. Now, Sonic Adventure originally released on December 23rd, 1998 on the Dreamcast. The DX version, which was released on the GameCube, came out June 17th, 2003 here in uh, North America. And uh, yes, Jun Sonoy does have a credit on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. He is responsible for the arrangement of the Mega Man 4 medley. So the train still is going three for three so far on this episode. Uh, I really, really like this track, and I like what you said when we were listening to it. It is very metal, but it's very melodic, slow metal. And I particularly focused on this track because I liked that aspect of it so much to where, you know, you have this beat going like a bass line going and then the you know the electric guitar will come in every so often and you'll just get this little this riff and this lick and then it fades out and then it just keeps going like i really 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 dig this track man i thought it was great i could see this being played by wingy Robinson's rising force yeah definitely something like that like someone that is uh or steve Vai or someone just actually that just focuses on compositions with electrical guitars i think that'd be cool yeah i think someone could totally do this and do it justice all right, Brian, I want to do something awesome here. I'm going to pick from a game that you love. Okay. That I'm surprised you didn't pick from. From Final Fantasy 13. this is Lake Brescia.
and that was Lake Brescia from Final Fantasy XIII. Um, that game came out in Japan, December 17th, 2009, and uh, worldwide, March 9th, 2010. Uh, composed by a composer whose name I love to say, Masashi Ham- Hamawazu. Hamawazu, yeah. There's music coming out of this wazoo. The same, the uh, same joke you made last time we did this episode. Well, when we I talked about him in the Final Fantasy original, 13 episode. Okay. I know, I know, I know. So, um, very distantly as credit as a Smash Ultimate composer. Yeah, not an, not no. an original track in Smash Ultimate, which that's okay. We didn't say they had the original tracks as long as they had a credit in Smash Ultimate. So, yes, he does have uh, two credits in Smash Ultimate. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I do have one coming on later on who isn't, so I let you know that I will be the c- c- combo breaker. Uh, potentially. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to break it before that or not. Uh, that's why I would try to hold off as long as humanly possible with you. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy XIII uh, stars uh, the beautiful and young Lightning, um, her partner Thunder, and... Not quite. Someone named Klaus. Not, not quite, no. Not quite. I know, I know nothing about these games. Unfortunately. I know. I'm not that I'm, I'm at that far into the series. I know. Uh, but, Light, uh, but I Lightning, Lightning is an interesting character. Obviously, a lot of people don't like the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy because of her. But uh, I truly do like Final Fantasy 13 too. I don't like 13, and I'm not. I definitely don't like Lightning Returns. But uh, 13 too is the odd one out in that trilogy that actually is fantastic. Um. But the music, I really do like Lake Russia. And I love the area in the game. It's actually a gorgeous game. Um, and that particular area truly stands out. Like, it, it is beautiful. I mean, definitely, it's an area that you will actually be able to appreciate when you actually finally do get around to playing Final Fantasy XIII. Because, uh, I mean, and dude, there's like, there's these crystal spikes and the, like the road is all icy. And there's crystal spikes as they're coming up from the sides of the screen. And this is still in the portion of the game where it's just a straight line that you're walking. Because one of the complaints of Final Fantasy XIII is that it's basically a hallway simulator. Where you're just walking in straight lines and doing battles with people and going in a straight line. And then moving on to a new area and walking in a straight line. And there's no exploration until the final chapter of the game at like 45 hours in. Yeah, one of the big issues with the game. But uh, this is one of the areas where you're just walking in a straight line. But my God, that straight line is gorgeous. And the the music that's playing is just phenomenal. So <laughs> um, good, stuff, good stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to go now to a kart racer that happens to have a fantastic track and a fantastic piece of music attached to it from Diddy Kong Racing. This is Frosty Village.
And that was Frosty Village from Diddy Kong Racing, which released on the Nintendo 64 uh, Japan Europe same day, November 21st, 1997. We would see it here in North America three days later on November 24th, 1997. And this was composed by the wonderful David Wise, who does not have any credits in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So I am breaking the train right then and there. Pick a new song. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, figured I'll just get out of the way now. I, I had a feeling that uh, that and, and I should have known because I knew David Wise didn't have any credits on uh, on Smash Brothers, even though there's several Donkey Kong things actually in Smash Brothers. Uh, he has never lent anything. And uh, to my knowledge, neither has Grant Kirkhope. So neither one of those two who are synonymous with Donkey Kong have lended any tracks to it yet. True, true. I mean, clearly, Ultimate will not be the last Smash, but for Sakurai's sake, I hope it is the last Smash Brothers for a while, because the dude needs a break. <laughs> Daddy Sakurai did good with this one, so yes. he, definitely, he definitely deserves a break. Yeah, definitely, definitely deserves a break, because this is by far the best Smash yet. And we are doing a Smash Ultimate episode uh, beginning of January, and we're really looking forward to that. We're going to do... Uh, 16 tracks that are new to Smash Ultimate, like ones that are exclusive to Ultimate that didn't appear anywhere else. So. I love new music. Me too, man. I really do. That's why I do enjoy getting these games. But obviously, the fighting is fun too. Can you do? You, do you remember this level? I do remember this level. I'm so glad you picked this song. Yeah, I almost opened the show today with this because this is probably my favorite track I ended up picking today. I really, really like Frosty Village from Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> you said track. You get it? Because it's a kart racer. Yeah, absolutely. I want more Diddy Kong Racing. I do. I don't think we'll ever get another one. I, I just don't think so because I think Mario Kart's the uh, the way to go now. Mario Kart's it now. Obviously, we are getting Team Sonic Racing in 2019 and we are getting... Uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot, you know, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled in 2019. I think Microsoft would be smart if they put Rare on a kart racer. They didn't, they, it obviously couldn't be Diddy Kong. Why couldn't it be Conker? Why can't we get a Conker kart racer? Yeah, true. And I think, because uh, Conker, correct me if I'm wrong, was in Diddy Kong Racing, as were several unique Rare characters. Because a lot of Rare created a lot of the characters for these franchises yeah. when they were there, and they got to keep the rights to the characters that they made. They just didn't keep any of the Kongs because those were owned by Nintendo. They, they, or they, they, they can call him like Dottie Kang, or yeah, or isn't there a isn't there? Is, I was gonna say, isn't there a rapper <laughs> with like some type of name that sounds similar to that? I don't know, Daddy yeah. Yankee, Yankee Daddy, Yankee Candle. I don't know. Um, oh, Yankee Candle Park <laughs> like this. this time of year. You know, it's... <laughs> uh, great track, though. Obviously, David Wise never disappoints, so had a lot of fun listening to that one. All right. Um, for my next track, <laughs> I'm going to take you to Sherbert Land. Ah, you're doing it. You're going back to Mario back. Kart 8.
And that delicious track was Sherbert Land from Mario Kart 8. Yeah, which actually originally debuted on the GameCube. It, that track absolutely is one of the games. Uh, you just stole my thunder, you son of a gun. I just I just distinctly remember that from Double Dash. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, this was uh, rearranged for the Wii version. 2014 has yes, Wii U. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Wii, yeah, yes, but it is on Switch now, too, because of Deluxe. As of so, yeah, so that was 2014, 2017 is now on Switch. Uh, composed by Yasuaki Iwata. Yeah. Uh, this game came out May. Uh, the original release was uh, May 29th in Japan, May 30th in North America, May 31st in Australia. That's right. They got it. They got it last because we had to make sure the whole game was flipped upside down. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so y- Yasuaki Iwata actually does have Smash Ultimate uh, credits as well. Uh, does the Battle Island Kahuna Pokemon Sun and Moon arrangement uh, a new track? Yeah, for uh, that. So possibly a, a little previews of uh, what's to come. Potentially, know, huh? P- potentially. Yeah, you actually don't know because I'm picking all 16 tracks. So. I, I I let Brian pick them all so I could be in the you know just. Yeah, which which was actually surprising to me. I thought you would want to pick eight picks when you said, no, I want you to pick all 16 and surprise me. I was like, OK, because I love doing that. Like, that's what we used to do for the uh, like our episodes back on like Mario, Zelda and Final Fantasy. I like doing wrong. that. I'd, lo- I'd love to pick, but every once in a while I like to be surprised. So, you know, it's like, you know, what? I like trying to find things thing. that I know you would enjoy. So uh, I like trying to find tracks that I think I could uh, definitely surprise you with and get you to maybe put on your playlist. So, uh, but I liked I really, really liked Mario Kart 8. Uh, Me too. Little, little fun side story to this one. My sister was visiting uh, here in Col- uh, here in New York from Colorado, and we went to the Nintendo store together, and they had a Mario Kart 8 tournament going on at the Nintendo store in New York City. Okay. She actually won the Mario 8 tournament by happenstance. Just, just put the controller was playing. She beat all these people, uh, and we got like 50% off at the Nintendo store, and so she got some other little like trinkets. So it was, so it was pretty cool stuff. Oh, so it was just like all the customers were in this tournament or whatever. Yeah, like, they, like, like anyone who wants to join in, and like she got in there, and she had never played this before. She never even played. Uh, it was Wii U at the time. She never played Wii U ever. Mm. Was she using a pro controller? Was she using a tablet? What was she using? Pro controller. It was, it was a pro controller. Okay. They had controls for and she had never played the game so much as once. I think the last time she had played a Mario Kart was maybe GameCube. Wow. Okay. And she smoked them. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you get what? So what? So what? You guys buy? Um, we bought some uh, Princess Toadstool outfits for her do- her daughter, and then I got a um, Puyo Puyo Tetris. I kind of was hoping the Princess Toadstool outfits would have been for you. So when you said for her daughter, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed because I do need a new one because I went up a size and it's a little, little chunky. You know, all yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have to do it this episode. <laughs> uh, great track, though, man. I really do. like, And I keep talking about this. We are going to focus on the Mario Kart franchise in the future because there's so many hidden gems and great pieces of music that we could actually explore and listen to on the show from the Mario Kart franchise. So keep keep an ear out because that will be coming. I do think I have one plan for 2019. So. Nice. Um, I'm now going to return to a franchise we just heard a couple tracks back. I didn't go back to back for this one. This happens to come from one of my favorites in the actual franchise, Final Fantasy X. This track right here is from Mount Gagazette, known as Servants of the Mountain.
And that was Servants of the Mountain from Final Fantasy X, which again is my favorite from the actual Final Fantasy games. And uh, that was composed by someone we already talked about today, Masashi Hamawazu. <laughs> who as we know does have a credit on smash as well smash ultimates um but yeah final fantasy 10 released here in north america december 17th 2001 and i know it's not a popular pick but it is one of my favorite final fantasies of all time i absolutely am in love with this game i can't say enough good things about it i've played the original i've played the remaster i've played the original 10-2 i played the 10-2 remastered i freaking love these games uh, everything about them, the music, the characters, the story. I think these are fantastic. This is absolutely in my top five for Final Fantasy games. I wouldn't say top three because it's not in my top three, but it is in my top five for actual Final Fantasy games. Um, Titus never actually annoyed me as much as he did annoy a lot of other people. Like, yes, the scene with his laugh is silly, but uh, it didn't annoy me as much as it annoyed other people. Um, this track, though, takes place kind of... I want to say middle of the game ish when they when they get to Mount Gagazette and you're walking up the snowy path towards the top of the mountain and this music kicks in really sets the atmosphere. And that's that's what this actually track is done. Like It's very atmospheric. It's like a traditional Frank pick. It's just background music. But I think it's so well done. Like this is actually a fantastic piece of music. Um, I don't know, man. Just there's so many good things I can pick from the soundtrack. But uh, I was glad that they actually had and I remembered that they had a snowy area to pick a piece of music from. So pretty cool. I have an awesome thing to pick from. And I think it's actually going to tie into your next pick somehow. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure it out. Cause I don't even like picking, but, uh, from Wario land, shake it. This is slipshod slips.
and that was Slipshod Slopes from Wario Land. Shake it. Uh, this was the first Wario Land game to actually come to consoles. The console was the Wii. Uh, came out in North America September 22nd, 2008. Composed by someone who we definitely have to do a deep dive on one of these days because... Oh my god, does she have some, some some games to pick from? Do I have her on the list now that you mentioned that? Let me double check. Uh, Monaco Hamano. Yes, she is on there. <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> yep. Um, so uh, responsible for mainly what we should know her from is the Metroid games. Yeah. Uh, Super Metroid, Metroid Prime, Metroid Fusion, Metroid this, Metroid that, Metroid hit me with a baseball bat. <laughs> um... Uh, it's also uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah. The, oh my god, I love that game. Me too. And, um, and she is on Ultimate. <laughs> she is on Ultimate. She has one credit on uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Sector One. Sector One. So, yep. Uh, I really, really passed over this game. Obviously, I, as I did with a lot of Wii games, because of the stupid motion controls. Uh, I know this dealt a lot with like shaking, and I didn't feel like shaking it off, as Taylor Swift would say. I, I didn't want to shake it off. Uh, you know, I want to leave it, leave it in on. In my opinion, this is the second best Wario game on the way. What's the, oh, WarioWare be, being number Wario one. WarioWare is absolutely the best version of WarioWare we've ever had. Agreed. Now, I will say I own that version of WarioWare. Wasn't that just WarioWare Inc. or something like that? Or WarioWare? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most innovative things was, because you had to wear the straps, like, let go. Just yeah. let go. Let, let, let it go. Um... I really played I'm the crap. I'm with the moon and sun. Oh, I'm sorry. I played the crap out of that WarioWare game on the Wii. Like, I, that was one of the original games I bought with the Wii because that came out in the launch window of the Wii console. And uh, I just remember many a drunken nights playing WarioWare Inc. with uh, several groups of friends, and we had a blast doing that. I want to see this game, though. Like, I, I, not, I, cause I, like I said, I really did pass over Wario Land Shake It. Uh, I don't want to play it. I don't want to personally play it but I want to watch a playthrough of it because I think this game looks charming as hell and I definitely want to see it in action. It was, it really was fun. Um, I think you would absolutely hate playing it, like you said. Absolutely, which is why I'm not going to pick up a controller and play it. I mean, yeah, it, it, there's a shake thing. There's also some puzzles you had to solve by using the tilt controls and yeah, that's, yeah, not, no. your, that's not your bag. No, like I said, I hate motion controls, which is why I never finished uh, Skyward Sword and I'm really hoping that that rumor of the remaster version coming to Switch in 2019 is true, so... Which we will we will uh, talk about some switch things on our max level podcast coming up in the next several weeks and months. So uh, make sure you're also subscribed to that. But that track, though, my God, was that good? That was so good. I was impressed. You know, it's when I think winter, I always think you know the sleigh bells. As soon as you kick into the sleigh bells, that's that, that, that that's that's what does it for me. Yeah, and we are gonna have a holiday episode coming up later this month on December twenty fourth. It's a bonus episode. It's not a traditional. BG Mania. It is a bonus episode where we are going to have quite a few holiday sounding tracks to uh, to maybe listen to while you're unwrapping your gifts, either on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning or Christmas Day or Christmas Day or just whenever you exchange gifts. I'm going to make it my personal mission to get Jingle Bells into that episode as many times as humanly possible. I think there will be a lot of Jingle Bells in that episode. Trust me, because for whatever for for whatever reason, most composers tend to take jingle bells dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh as the only song that they ever make a video game remix of. <laughs> um, but you made an interesting comment there beforehand and in how your track and my track would somehow tie together. 
your composer actually does have several credits in the franchise that I'm going to move to next. From Metroid Prime. This is Ice Valley, otherwise known as the Fendrana Deep Lake. <laughs> Ice Valley, otherwise known as Fondrana Deep Lake from Metroid Prime, which released here in North America on November 17th, 2002. The only way, the only place it would release in 2002, because Japan didn't see this game until 2003, as did Europe uh, and Australia. Uh, this particular track was composed by Kenji Yamamoto, who also has a credit in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, responsible for the uh, main theme of Metroid, the opening menu for Metroid, and surprisingly enough, Donkey Kong Country Returns, the vocals edition. So kind of cool there. Let's, well, like I said, that's one thing I really like about Smash is that they put some of these composers in charge of series that they've never worked on before. Like Jun Tsunoi doing Mega Man. Never worked on a Mega Man game before, but actually getting to compose the medley for Mega Man 4. That's actually really, really neat. Um, you imagine that happened in just other games like, hey, Tommy Tallarico, we got Final Fantasy 16 coming out. Let's, get a- <laughs> Let's do with some music here, the Italian style. Is that what you're trying to do? Like, you know, Papa Pepperoni yeah. style? Pepperoni um, makes, makes his return. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for Metroid Prime 4, man. I really am looking forward to that. I'm hoping that, uh, that it does release in 2019 as it's scheduled to. Now, it could get delayed and I wouldn't be shocked if it got delayed. But they're... they're saying 2019 right now so we'll have to see um i just want to see more of the game i was kind of sad we didn't see it at the game awards this is gonna be a big thing when they announce it they'll probably be a full nintendo direct just for this yeah i mean yes because we haven't actually seen anything yet like we just all we saw e3 2017 was a logo reveal of metroid prime 4 now in development we found out several months later that bandai yeah, namco it's, it's it's okay for nintendo to do it but when, when i get a logo reveal for elder scrolls 6 you're like oh those jerks do you do realize that that was in 2017 and the game set to come out in 2019 or 2020 elder scrolls 6 won't be out till 2025 mark my words i assure you of this Brian, you are a lying liar who lies. You just hurt my heart saying that. Okay. No, go back, timestamp this, go back, listen to this episode. 
you know, here, I'll give you a hint. It posts on December 12th, 2018. Write this down. Sometime 5 a.m. Eastern is when it's going to post. We're about 45, 50 minutes into the show. Maybe even less than that. You'll find out in six years that The Elder Scrolls 6 isn't out yet. <laughs> six years from now, you're getting a phone call, and I'm going to call you an a-hole. <laughs> you know I'm right, though. Don't, don't get me wrong, folks. He gets a phone call every day. Yeah. Um, you know I'm right, though, because Starfield is at earliest 2021. Elder Scrolls 6 maybe. is going to be quite a bit ways after that. 2019. Um, so, <laughs> what, was it, what was the name of your track again? I'm sorry. For uh, yeah, that was actually the uh, Ice Valley, otherwise known as the Fandrana Deep Lake. Ooh, the Fandrana Deep Lake. I like that. Great, great piece of music. I'm better. Those are some really chilly waters. They were. From Barrio Party 3, this is Chilly Waters. Transition. Chilly Waters from Mario Party 3. Uh, this game released here in Best America May 7th, 2001. Um, composed by Ichiro Shimakura, who uh, really only composed Mario Party 3, Mario Party 4. I think that's it. Um, oh, and Star Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have that many credits. A lot of lot of actual like supervision credits and that kind of stuff, but uh, like, you know, director, audio, whatever, supervised, I have no idea, but... Uh... Not really too many composition credits. But uh, I was talking to Brian. I love the, the Mario Party games. This is really where I feel like they started to hit their stride. Three is my favorite on the N64. Yeah, two is mine. I had two is definitely. Now, one is good. One set a good baseline foundation. I thought two was fantastic. Three is good as well. Four was great. Four is probably my favorite on the GameCube. Four might be the best one. Four might be the best one. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The four or six is the best one. Where everyone has pushy penguins. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember because it's been so long. It just it just makes me sad that uh, Super Mario Party wasn't as good as it could have been. It could have been so great, but they just... Uh... Now, the minigames are fun. The minigames are fantastic. Yeah, I don't like the direction they went. They, they gave us really small levels. That's and... my only issue. Like, R- River Rapids is River Rapids is so fun. The minigames are so fun to play, like, com- like cooperatively with Jessica as we're, as we're sitting there and, like, actually doing the game. But the boards are like 25 spaces big and it's so stupid, man. Like I they these 
these boards used to be gigantic. They used to be huge. And now yeah. they fit on the back of my hand. So that's dumb. Not cool. Not cool at all. No. Let's get a free update to this game. Come on. I agree. I think we need some free boards that are bigger. Um, but this track is phenomenal. Uh, so much so that I actually had this on my list of stuff to potentially pick from before I solidified it to my number to my eight that I picked. So this actually had you not picked this would have still been saved in my playlist for a future snowy levels part two episode that we do. I don't know when, nice. but but yeah, I would I would I actually would have saved this track to do and actually it, uh, I think you actually picked two because uh, I had this and I had um, Sherbert Land from Mario Kart saved on that playlist. There you go. Okay. So yeah, you actually had two things picked that uh, I would have normally saved for a part two for myself, but uh, I'm glad you picked them because they're great. Like, they're phenomenal. It's almost like you're taking credit for my for, for my picks. That's right, Brian. Uh, not the first time I've done that, though, too. <laughs> That's right. I take full credit for all of our success as well, so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and jump into to my next pick. We still have several tracks to get through here uh, and a lot of great music still to listen to, including this coming up piece of music from The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. This is Snow Peak Ruins. was the Snow Peak Ruins from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which came out on the Nintendo Wii November 19th, 2006 here in North America. And then the better version came out on the Nintendo GameCube December 11th, 2006 here in North America, one month later, which is the original version that I played. I did go back and play the game, uh, the Wii version as well, but I honestly do prefer the GameCube version with the uh, the mirrored world and the traditional controls. Uh, that was composed by Toro Minigishi, 
who has been working a lot on the Legend of Zelda games. Um, and his first game was a Pocket Monster Stadium before he went on to Pokemon Stadium. But uh, his most recent one was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Pocket Monster Stadium isn't the same thing? I don't know. Is it? That's the Pokemon school in Japan. I don't know. It's listed as two separate things on his credits, like Pocket Monster Stadium in 1998 and Pokemon Stadium in 1999. Maybe he did the competitions for the Japanese version and the English version. That's a possibility. Cause Ma- maybe it, yeah, maybe it's different tracks. Yeah, that's totally true. I know. I never even thought about that. Um, Let's see here. Says his credits in Pocket Monster Stadium is the demo music that plays when you actually don't do anything at the start and the Pokemon selection screen. And then in Pokemon Stadium, he did Rock Harden and the opening demo. So that's different tracks. That's cool. Yeah, it is different tracks. Um, But yeah, he definitely has some awesome credits like, uh, you know, Animal Crossing. He did some music in that. Twilight Princess, Phantom Hourglass. Um, Does he have a credit in? I'm sure he does, but I didn't look in time. So I'm scrolling through the list now. Uh, Toro Minigishi has two credits in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, One from Big Brain Academy and one from Earthbound. So... Interesting there. This is definitely another atmospheric pick. Yeah. But this is probably my favorite dungeon from Twilight Princess, because this was the one like that was up in the snow, obviously in the snowy area, but it was in the mansion and the snow peak ruins and like everything was indoors and you were exploring this dark, which reminded me of like a Resident Evil style. Man, man, it was so cool, man. It was so freaking cool. And that's what I miss about Twilight Princess is the amount of dungeons, the sheer amount of dungeons that that game had. It would definitely be nice to go back and uh, and actually get those again. Um, maybe Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever is coming next. will uh, will explore more dungeons and we are going to speculate here coming up soon on the Max Level podcast on where we think uh, the Legend of Zelda franchise may go next. Face. I hope not. I'm just going to say I'm just going to say I hope not and move on. (laughs) What's next, Frank? All right. How about we take it completely different? We go to one of my least favorite games in the entire series from Mega Man Powered Up. This is Iceman.
that was Iceman from Mega Man Powered Up. Uh, that is a game that came out on the PSP March of 2006, composed by Toshihiko Horiyama. Um, gotta admit, not my favorite Mega Man game, like I said. It was very, um, that's where I want to look for, uh, chibi art style. Uh, okay, okay. Um, so it was very cutesy. Um, I didn't think like, it felt very Mega Man-ish, more, uh, it was going for a different audience, I guess. It just, it didn't really connect with me. Okay. I liked the music, and that ice area was fun. Also, no credit on Ultimate, either. I double-checked on that. No, no, yeah, no Ultimate credit. I don't think anyone I have coming up has any Ultimate credits. Okay. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There's it's, it's the, end, the end of my streak. It may be it may be the end in general, then. So that might that might be it. The last one may have been from Twilight Princess with Toro Minigishi. All right. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's not a bad game. It's just not my favorite. Okay. It's a good piece of music. I like it. Like I said, even if I don't like a game, if the music's good, I'll give credit where credit's due. So. Yeah, absolutely. Tosh- yeah. Toshihiko Hariyama, you did the best with the game that you were given. Iceman. Was there an Iceman in the actual main? There was in the mainline games. Mega Man 1. Yeah, I was going to say Mega Man 1. I had to go all the way back. Um, definitely not the same track, though. That's not like a, just a remix no, or a different no. version. Yeah, it's that's just, totally unique. Yeah, that's totally unique. That's actually really cool. I like that. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to jump to a game that you actually had on your list but didn't actually pick from. So I ended up taking it from you. From Octopath Traveler. This is the Frostlands. was the Frostlands from Octopath Traveler, which was a recent release, potentially, and I actually do think it's not even potentially, definitely the most recent release we have on the list, uh, July 13th, 2018, on the Nintendo Switch exclusive. 
uh, published by Square Enix. Well, actually, no, published by Nintendo here in North America, published by Square Enix over in Japan. But the entire soundtrack was composed by someone who I am so excited to see what they do in the future. Yasunori Nishiki, who came in to the industry and has composed Octopath Traveler. That's it. Literally. That's it. The only game this man has ever done. And it is phenomenal. Dude, I messaged Brian as like, did you pick this track? Because if he didn't, I was going to strike off one of mine. I was like, yeah. he goes, yes, I got it already. He's like, this one is perfect. It's such the area in general, snow-filled, mountain peak. Beautiful, beautiful. It's beautiful. The whole, the whole soundtrack is just, it, it's perfect. Yeah. I, 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 I can't even think of a better word to say. It's perfect. Everything fits. Everything, the, the, the mood of the area is done so well. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, this is a this was a phenomenal achievement, not only as a game and as an RPG in 2018, a JRPG, a traditional JRPG in 2018, might I add. But the soundtrack just being for what it was with from someone, Yasunori Nishiki, never having composed any other games and really not even that much to begin with. Like he's got a couple cinematic credits to a movie that I I think may have been like a, like a student film or something that he did himself. I don't know. And then he composed like two tracks for a commercial, but that's it. That's all I see on his SoundCloud. Even like he doesn't, he really hasn't oh, wow. done much. And I'm hoping that somebody scoops this guy up, man, whether it's Nintendo themselves or whether it's Square Enix, somebody needs to give this guy more projects in the industry. And if somebody doesn't after the Octopath Traveler, man, that is a crying shame because every track in this is gorgeous. It fits. It's epic. Made me cry. There's so many different emotions I went through playing this game and listening to this music. And uh, this one here being so melodic and just kind of peaceful. And I mean, yeah, it fits the snowy setting and it's so well done. Um, no credits, obviously, in Smash Brothers for Yasunori. Don't worry. When he, when, he, when he eventually does get a Smash credit, it'll be for like remixing Mr. Game and Watch's theme. Uh, yeah, which which would be one of the best remixes of all time. <laughs> Yeah, we'll give him something so off the wall. It's not even close to what he does. Doesn't matter. Still, it'd be great. Uh, and we can't take a deep dive into him because we I mean, that would just be an Octopath Traveler episode, which maybe <laughs> we'll do in the future. <laughs> you, have to, you, have, you have to earn your deep dive by getting at least two games. One more. Exactly. One more. One more. One more. We can split it half and half at least. There we go. All right. So from a game in the series. Wednesday's the best, Wednesday it's the worst. It's like the Roman Reigns of games. Get better, big dog. Uh, this is Frewenberg from Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy.
And that is Frauenberg from Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy, uh, composed by Tomohito Nishira. This game came out February 2013. Uh, it's another one of the entries in the Professor Layton games. My favorite one, but it's it's a good game. I, I love solving puzzles. I think I say that all the time. I adore these games. I think they're phenomenal. Like, I think these games are so good. And they do. They, and as you just heard, they all have great music. They all have great music. They all have captivating stories. Like, I'm always sucked into these worlds that they create that Level 5 actually makes. Level 5 being one of my favorite developers in the industry because of Dark Cloud and Rogue Galaxy and Yokai Watch and everything. Obviously, Nino Kuni, uh, White Knight Chronicles, and they're also responsible for Professor Layton. Like, I love, love these games. And uh, I'm just. They don't make them. I want to. I want a version on the Switch. I'm hoping that we will eventually get a Switch version of Professor Layton. Did that crossover game ever actually happen, Professor Layton and Phoenix Wright? I think so. If it happened, I haven't seen it yet. I I think it has. You know what? I'll take a look into that and uh, why why you obviously talk more about the uh, the track. Yeah. So um, in this area, uh, as this whole theme of the episode goes, is the town Frauenberg just covered in snow. Um, and you're solving various riddles, and I think I may be the greatest riddle answerer of all time. Uh, I, I own this game. Yeah. Yep. Oh, is it out? You own the game. Okay. Yeah, well, Jessica owns the game. Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney released here in North America, August 29th, 2014. So over four years ago. Wait, 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 a second, wait a second. Wait a second. The game's been out for over four years. Yeah, over four years ago. Wow, I am that far behind. Composed, okay. surprisingly enough, by Tomohito Nishiri. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, his compositions are all the Professor Layton games. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, every one of the games, as like I said before, the music fits so well with, with the area. I think it's something that I, I really like with these composers as of late is they're actually t they're upping their game. Even like older games, that music can fit anywhere. You, know, you, you can slide you, you can slide in there. Whereas these these tracks seem to be just perfectly tailored for the environment, the time, the mood. I can only imagine like twenty years from now, you know, it's gonna be like you're in level four point five. Right. Going up the stairs. Like it, 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 everything's gonna be timed out like that and it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where the actual franchise and series goes and I'm just like I said, I want one on the Switch. Like that's I really want a Professor Layton game on the big screen. I think that would be really cool to see. So, I'm uh, upset that this game has been out for over well, four years. Well, at least, you know, there's a game now that you can actually go pick up on the probably the cheap and find a used copy and uh, and play through another Professor Layton experience that you haven't actually touched yet. I guess so, because, uh, yeah, that's 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 me, but it also makes me happy because I know I can get it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, something that upsets me here is that we each only have one track left as this episode is about to conclude. So for my last track, we're going to go to Donkey Kong Country 2. We're returning to the land of the Kongs, perhaps one of the best, if not the best Donkey Kong game ever made. Donkey Kong Country 2. This is the ice theme.
And that was the ice theme from Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest, which came out here in North America on November 20th, 1995, and released in Japan the very next day, November 21st, 1995, uh, composed just as Diddy Kong Racing was by David Wise, who, as we talked about, has no Smash Brothers credit. So, yeah, I do think we're done because I know your last track doesn't have a... Uh, Smash credit either, so we definitely finished with Toro Minigishi there a few tracks back. You almost made it. You almost made it a whole episode, Brian. With without me asking you a question. Oh, okay. Um, why did Donkey Kong go to the dentist? I don't know. Because he had tooth DK. Okay. Um. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. You're so dumb. You're so dumb. It's crazy to think, though. I mean, Donkey Kong has been a mainstay in Smash Brothers. Uh huh. Since the beginning. Yeah. And we don't have a single David Weiss track. I know. It's it's crazy. It's just as about just about as crazy as us never having played this track before on BG Mania. Because this is definitely one of the more memorable tracks from Donkey Kong Country 2. It is. I even said to you, I was like, we haven't played this yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and there's still man, there's still quite a bit we haven't played from uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3 that we are going to explore in later episodes. We will, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, we obviously did an entire episode dedicated to the trilogy, one, two, and three, several, several, actually that may have been back in 2017 we did that. It was, because that was actually in the initial batch of episodes we recorded. Back when um, I was so young and vibrant and happy. And and wearing a mask. Well, some would say that, you know, we all wear masks. Uh, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, I absolutely adore this track. And he's coming back in 2019, don't you? Worry. No, he is not. He has been banned for life for everywhere except for uh, Mexico City, Mexico. Um, I do think this is my favorite of the Donkey Kong Country trilogy of games, Donkey Kong Country Two. And uh, if you remember, this is the one that actually has like the holiday bonus level and the holiday music, which we actually played last year during our holiday bonus episode. So. That won't be showing up later this month in our holiday bonus episode for 2018. Um, great piece of music. It really is. Love I, it's it. shocking we haven't played this. Yeah, I absolutely love it. But you get the honors to close out our Snowy Levels episode. All right. Um, so I'm going to play the winter theme from Harvest Moon, A New Beginning. Okay. A series I wish would have a new beginning in general because they're no good anymore. Uh, this game came out October 19th, 2012. That was... Six years ago, as of time of recording. That's right. Math. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, composed by Kumi Tanioka, who I wasn't seeing anything memorable from Kumi Tanioka. Yeah, I'm not sure. Reference. Yeah, I looked through now. I mean, she did do the music for Crystal Chronicles with Hadanori Iwasake, who I, I mean, I do think that it's a pretty good soundtrack. Um, she also worked on Final Fantasy XI a little bit with Naoshi Mizuda and Nobu Yamatsu. Um, but other than that, though, she's been responsible for just, like, spin-off titles and, like, Mario Sports yeah. Mix and um, nothing huge. And to my knowledge, nothing even in the works right now. Um, so, yeah, I, ha I have no idea. Um, but I do think that I was uh, sadly mistaken because Kumi Tanioka has five credits in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Really? We're finishing up the for, episode. For what? She did the remix of the Plaza from Animal Crossing City Folk Wild World. She did the Punch-Out Jogging Countdown remix and three new tracks to Smash Ultimate. She did Shaky, uh, Snaky Shanty from Donkey Kong, the universe. She did Malgara from The Legend of Zelda. And she did the main menu for Wii Fit. 
And these are all games that she has nothing to never do with touched. In her, never in, touched. In, 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 you know, look at back. Like she did like the theater rhythm game. Yeah. She did. <laughs> she she, she, she that Final Fantasy credit. None of those games whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what they did here, and I I love it. I, I, I absolutely love now, it. Yeah, absolutely knowing love that it. Now that is so cool. Yeah, and it, and it is true. Like I actually found like a like a quote from her, like or not from her, but about her, but like how her musical style is. She is known for doing great world music type of stuff. And after you hearing this piece of music here from Harvest Moon, you get that like this definitely is world music. It's, as I always say, background atmosphere music. And she's actually really, really good at that. In fact, something you might be interested in, Brian, she put on a piano album of the music of Shenyue. Oh, okay. I will check that out. I I was not aware of that. Uh, So I'm, I'm assuming obviously it's her takes on the Shenmue stuff, so that's actually really cool, yeah. There's multiple composers on it, but she's one of the performers and arrangers for it, so... I am gonna have to seek that out and check it out. Yeah, that's definitely something I want to listen to. Um... But yeah, no, obviously, if you're if you're itching for some Harvest Moon stuff, obviously, go look up Story of Seasons, which is what Harvest Moon used to be back in the day when it was on the SNES, the N64, GameCube, PS2. Like, that's the now the team that makes Story of Seasons. Uh, or just play Stardew Valley. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the best you can get. Don't touch Harvest Moon anymore. Play Story of Seasons, play Stardew Valley. Those are definitely your uh, Harvest Moon-esque experiences to go seek out now. But yeah, great pick for this. A good way to close up the episode with the winter theme from uh, Harvest Moon A New Beginning. But I do think that's going to bring us to the close of the show this week, unless you have anything else you want to talk about before we get on out of here. Just everybody stay warm, get some cocoa. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yes, uh, or, or be like me and sit in the heat. Because that's what I've been doing, because I hate the snow. <laughs> that's going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Remember to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through iTunes. Five stars. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to our channel there if you haven't already. And while you're at it, why not head over to twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and follow us there for all the live streams and event coverage whenever we decide to do it. If you want to follow us across social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, next week we're going to revisit something that we actually started uh, last year in 2017 that actually became one of my favorite episodes that we did last year. And like I said, this is going to be a main staple every year at the end of the year. We are doing the best of 2018. Now, what we mean by the best of 2018 is we are going to be picking one track each from the best games and the best game soundtracks from 2018. Now, obviously, not everything is going to make the list because we are limiting it to 16 tracks as we normally do for our episodes of BG Mania. But knowing what we have coming up next week, I think it's going to be a stellar episode and probably one of the best of the year. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to take you all for a ride. Yeah, uh, just not a fantastic voyage. Damn it, Brian. I, you, you, you cannot block Coolio from being in this episode. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the winter theme from Harvest Moon, a new beginning composed by Kumi Tanioka. Keep the music playing and keep it slide, loud. Slide, slide, slide.